0: Teach me, Lord, to praise you, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to praise you, Praise you, Lord, is a Catholic Christian praise and worship radio ministry. Hi, my name is Jeffrey Zagaria. Please join us as we give praise, honor, and glory to our loving, Awesome and merciful God. He is loving, he is merciful, he is wonderful. He is amazing. Welcome to Praise You Lord, episode number 149 and we have a very special program to bring to you today. I'm very excited to have a very close friend of mine in on the broadcast who I've I'm not only great friends with but I have a long Story of 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 testimony of times we've been together doing ministry uh, on the street in retreats in the church um, musical ministry preaching all types of things and he's been in on the program before a few times now and he has a really incredible testimony we were hanging out at his home and uh, and something came up and I was like we get, we really should get that on the radio so. Uh, Anibal Gonzalez is on the phone. Anibal, how are you, brother?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Thank God and praise the Lord. Everything is good. God is good.
0: Amen. God is great and God is good. And it's always a, a great joy to have you in on the program. And Anibal and I uh, go back, as I said before, a very long, long time. And we're going to be getting into that story in a moment. I'd just like to, uh, to welcome all of the listeners to our broadcast. We are Praise You, Lord. We're the underground, independent, Catholic, Christian radio broadcast and podcast brought to you by the grace of God once a week, and that is done by God's grace, as I said, and by the power of your prayer. So I want to thank each and every one of you who are listening and who, are, who have listened who have prayed for me and this program, and uh, thank you so much. And I please ask you to, out of the charity of your heart, to continue to pray for us because that those prayers are very important. I'd also like to thank the twenty, the, uh, the now twenty radio stations that that broadcast our program. First and foremost is ninety eight point three FM, the Catholic Voice of the Palm Beaches, which is where we got our start. And they are doing a fundraising drive, and it's very important. So if you believe in Catholic radio, it's a volunteer station. However, there are operating budgets that include things like licenses to the government and uh, electricity and all the normal things that you can imagine to keep a radio station going. So although not one person is paid that is involved in the uh, radio station, we're not paid, and uh, we, don't, we don't ask for that. We're, we're This is a volunteer ministry. There are operating budgets, and, and they really could use your help. So that's 98.3 FM, and the website is WPBVradio.com, WPBVradio.com. Hit the Donate button there. You can listen to us in uh, Catholic Radio 24-7, no matter where you are, as long as you have high-speed internet, and you can listen in on the, any of the broadcasts on that portal uh, online as well. And then there's also 100.1 FM, the sister station that is in the Treasure Coast, such a beautiful station. That's Prince of Peace, Catholic Radio. And then the uh, Catholic Radio Network, which has 18 very large stations that are able to cover most of, if not all of Colorado, from my understanding. Colorado, three states, Colorado, Kansas, and Missouri. The podcast, of course, there's a lot of podcast listeners, and we thank you. And if you are a radio listener, you can listen to us anytime on our podcast called Praise You, Lord. You can find that on any of the podcast platforms. So, Okay, so thanks again for uh, for your prayer, and please pray about donating to any of the radio stations if you're listening there and you want to support Catholic Radio. Back to my my very very close friend Anibal. Anibal, again, thanks for coming in on the program, brother.
1: It's a pleasure to be with you, buddy. Mm. Yeah, it's been a blessing, and I'm, I'm really 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 grateful to have this conversation with you. And I hope this will help other people to listen and and believe that this is a God powerful God in our lives that does a lot of wonders and a lot of good. I hope. Whatever we talk to them, will touch their hearts, and we'll continue to touch our hearts and believe that a God always there whenever we need Him.
0: Amen. Amen. That's 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 a w- well put, and, uh, and I completely agree with that, Anibal. And Anibal and I, for those who—oh, by the way, if you want to hear more about Anibal, we're, we probably are not going to get into too much depth— of his personal testimony of how he came to Christ, although I think we should probably speak a little bit about that, Anibal, if that's okay. Um, you can listen to that on two of the older broadcasts. So you can check out—I don't have that in front of me, but if you go into our our archives, there are at least two times you've been on Anibal. I think I think last year—as a matter of fact, I think you were on for the Our Lady of Guadalupe um, yeah. uh, uh broadcast just in just last year on Evo in December right. Right. then I can remember, I remember. yeah yeah and then, and then I remember another time um there was a bit. there was a hurricane down in South Florida so I I went up to New England to to ride it out all those hurricanes during that a tough season one of the years back I forgot. I forgot when and you and I physically got together and did a broadcast and you played keyboard and I had my guitar remember that one
1: Yes, it was a good experience. Yes, yeah, it was.
0: yeah, I think, I think that was the first time you were on. So, um, so Anibal is originally from. La- uh, uh, well, I met you, Anibal, in Lawrence, Massachusetts. I think you were born in Lawrence. Is that ac- accurate? No, not really. I was
1: born in Puerto
0: Rico. Oh, that's see, that's great. See, I didn't realize. I was you know, wondering I was that. Saying, I I was wondering if you even lived in Puerto Rico. So you were born yeah. in Puerto. You're really you're really Puerto Rican. I mean, you are. 100%. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, let me tell yeah, you, I was
1: born in Puerto Rico, but I came here when I was seven years old, so I was raised in the United States more.
0: Sure. And yeah. did you go to Lawrence from Puerto Rico?
1: Yeah, from Puerto Rico to Lawrence. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay, and so that's in Massachusetts, which is where I'm originally from as well. And uh, I lived in this the, the um, sister city of Lowell, Massachusetts. Uh, which is, for those who don't know, it's both of those cities are mill cities. They're historic cities where the, the Industrial Revolution began. And uh, Lowell, Massachusetts is uh, just upriver on the Merrimack River, and downriver is, is Lawrence, Massachusetts. And there are other mill cities as well. And um, However, now that those mills are not being used for textiles, and, uh, and so they've gone through a lot of changes. And part of the changes is they have really have a, a very long tradition of immigration. So there's a lot of new immigrants still to this day, Anibal, in Lowell and in Lawrence, correct?
1: Yes, a lot of them. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, I went to the university. That's how I ended up there at 19 years old. I lived there for basically the almost like the first 12 years, except for my first year, I literally lived in Boston uh, when I went to Northeastern University. Um, but I lived in Lowell for 12 years, the first 12 years of my adult life outside of that first year. And that uh, community was really, really an interesting place to kind of uh, uh, grow up as an adult in. You grew up in Lawrence, the sister city, and uh, with a lot of immigrants. Now, Lawrence... Uh, back then and certainly today has a very high Hispanic population wouldn't you say Anibal yes it is I said it's about a,
1: about 85 to 90% Hispanic population
0: Yeah. wow that's huge and what's interesting yeah. too uh, to me is that um, in the city that of Lowell it was a big immigration for Greeks at one time um, uh, lots of different people and French Canadian and of course my my, um, my mother is is my mother's uh, parents were from French Canada in Nova Scotia, were uh, Acadian, and so uh, yeah, there was a big French influence, including churches that were built, etc. Uh, in Lowell, Massachusetts, in Lawrence, Massachusetts, there was a big Italian community, which is what my my father's parents came from Italy. And you happened to be very involved in a in a in an Italian church uh, for a while, weren't you? There in Lawrence. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I still, yeah, sometimes I do a lot of work there, yeah. It's one of the biggest um, Italian church in Lawrence. So right now, they're still celebrating the three saints. Yeah, that's a big tradition for almost a 100 years already. So it's a big, big tradition in Lawrence when they're all Italians from other towns, other places come and visit. And they will filled up for three days. For well, 10,000 of people comes in for those three days to celebrate the three saints.
0: That's interesting. Now, this is similar in, in Lowell. There's a huge Greek Orthodox population uh, of of churchgoers. However, a lot of them have moved out of the city, and now there's new immigrants, specifically um, Asian people. There's a lot of Asian, uh, Cambodian in particular, and Southeast Asian, and also Hispanic. Uh, I don't think there's a very big population, must not be, of Italians still in, in, in Lawrence, is there? Not really. No, it's mostly it's a Hispanic.
1: Small
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: all Hispanic.
0: But the church is still there and they and they go to celebrate. And yes, um, still... yes, sir. Yes, sir. So so at any rate, uh, you know, I met you because basically I got involved at in the Catholic community at, at the university and met some some folks from uh from from Hispanic communities and so on. I had a good friend I went on a retreat on who was from Ecuador, actually, and his uh, family was very involved in getting Nuestra de Señora del Carmen, the the first Hispanic Catholic Church in the Archdiocese of Boston, it was uh, was in Lowell, and they were involved in the formation of that, um, and that's how we basically met. I, I was asked to do music there because I was doing music at on retreats. For the university, and he knew me, and he knew I could do music in English, and they were having problems because the youth, many of the youth in Lowell, although they had uh, Hispanic background and their parents were, were speaking Spanish, they a lot of the youth back then, I was told the problem was they couldn't understand the mass or communicate in Spanish well enough, and they wanted to have some kind of English music and an English mass, and that's actually, I got invited to, to get involved in that. And that's how I got involved in that community. And um, and then that community, uh, I saw a retreat in Spanish, and I just felt called by—I felt like God was calling me to go. I can't explain how, you know, you have that prompting inside of you. Uh, I had that, that feeling inside me. I was like, I don't know why, but I think I need to go to this event in Lawrence. And I went, and I remember people saying, why is that gringo in this—you know, he doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> speak spanish like what is, is this guy what is this guy doing here i'm like sitting there i don't i don't i couldn't understand a word but i i i could feel the holy spirit i felt the lord there and i knew i was in the right place and i was there for three i was there for three days it was long it wasn't like one hour i was there all day long you know all evening long on friday all day long on saturday most of the day on sunday too and and who was there? Was Anibal and his his uh his praise and worship Merengue and Salsa uh and Cumbia and all types of Latin rhythms they that they played in a very big band. It was impressive. Uh I think was that Una at the time? Yeah, Una, yes. Yeah, and you had a band yeah. called Una. And so um that's where that? we met. That's where we met you and I, and and, and uh, when you found out I was a musician, you said, you know, do you want to? And we somehow or another we 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 hit heart to heart, and uh, and I started playing in that group, and that's and that was the beginning of our friendship many many years ago, about twenty six years ago. So that was a big blessing, and so that's how I got involved. That's how and so that's how long I've known you, and we've done street ministry, we've done lots of our, our Catholic retreats. Um, we've done street ministry and Lowell and Lawrence together. You've done a lot all over the, the, uh, all over New England. And, um, and I'll tell you, you're a great musician, man. And, a, and, uh, and it's, and a great preacher. And when the Holy spirit is, is on fire coming out of you, it's, it's very, very powerful. So it's, it's, it's been, I've learned a lot musically and spiritually, uh, you know, uh, uh, being part of that group and being part of other groups together and other things we've done together. So I'm, I'm so grateful for the, for, for so many reasons. Number one, our friendship, on And
1: man, yeah, it's been, it's been a great experience having you around. And like I said, it was, it's been a blessing for me too, because that's when I started to, you know, um little know more about prayer, crazy music and the English language. And and it's been a blessing because I've been using it to where I go with my wife when they ask, we have to do bilingual uh, music. We got the tradition, you know, American music and now music. And it's been a blessing. And thank God that you've been part of me and me being part of you. We have learned together how to praise the Lord in different ways. And I think that we have reached a lot of people that have been listening to us wherever we go, that we had a special ministry that we could do both languages. And that was really, really a good experience that we've gone through. And now I'm not afraid. Now I'm not afraid to go to ministry, you know, an English, English population, wherever they ask me and my wife and I to go sing, we have done it. And I'm telling you, it's a big blessing because every song that we sing, every song that we play, People enjoy it, they are, the special anointing of the Holy Spirit comes down. And and when you come to know, we're praising the Lord with our hearts, with our minds, with our souls, and, and we are rejoicing every bit of it, knowing that God is alive and that Jesus is always, always in our, on our side. And and we know that when Jesus is on our side, everything is great and everything is a feast, because when the Holy Spirit gets to us in our hearts, there's nothing that can top, stop us because it's free. The Holy Spirit is free, and whenever we need him, and there he is. So thank you, Jeffrey, for being there. You know, as a friend, we've been steady for 26 years, friends. And now we're not we're not called friends anymore. We're called brothers. Amen. So Jeffrey and I, we are brothers. He's my brother wherever we go. And mm. like I said, a good gentleman wherever he goes, and and he lives his words of God. And wherever he goes, he knows he touches people with his words. Because the Lord used him a lot of ways, so I'm proud to have Jeffrey as my brother, and we're gonna continue preaching wherever we go. So sometimes together and sometimes separately. That's how it's supposed to be. So thank you, Lord, and thank you, Jeffrey, for there for being there for me too and a lot in the bad. I had bad times, and he been there for me. So he knows that I appreciate him for a lot of ways, and he's like I said, he has a good heart, a good spirit, and and I'm proud him to have him like a
0: brother. Thank you for those kind words. I I really appreciate that, Anibal. And uh, yeah, we really, you know, when when I sit back and think about the the years uh, of of being being friends and all the difficulties that you and I both have gone through, uh, we both lost our moms. Um, you recently uh, lost someone in your family. Um, and uh and we've you know i mean and also i mean we we've we've been through sickness together we've been through uh you know uh, uncertainty financial uncertainties together uh we've been through all kinds of things of people around us uh that have been in ministry who who have ch- have had challenges one of the things that i admire about anibal now for those who don't know you may be out in colorado or Or even in South Florida, in Massachusetts, it's uh, it's you know every state is very different, and sometimes we think we understand uh, a state, but I'll tell you, in my experience in Massachusetts, and I think this is true of a lot of places, but particularly Massachusetts. And I've traveled quite a bit. I think um, you know certainly there are people that have traveled more than me, but I've traveled enough to recognize that Massachusetts has a unique. Quality that other states don't, and they all have their uniqueness. And one of these unique things about Massachusetts is that every small town is different. They're very every town is actually different, and there's a lot of small towns in Massachusetts, and uh, and uh, or, or small cities. And Lowell isn't an, has an inner city. It's basically an inner city. If you look at the population, it's not like a New York City, not even close, not even close to Boston. And Lawrence has an inner city. And there's actually a lot of gang warfare there. I know when I was in Lowell, there were somewhere between 19 and 21 gangs, either um, Hispanic, primarily it was Hispanic or Southeast Asian gangs. And, uh, and you know, we I used to hear uh, gunshots and so on. Outside my apartment, quite often. My car was broken into, or truck was broken into so many times, I lost track. I, I, maybe a hundred. I'm not, that's not even a joke. Um, so there are challenges in these inner cities, a lot of challenges. There's violence, there's drugs, uh, there's corruption, of course, all the things you might find in a city. However, each of them are unique, they're different. You know, I mean, it's different when people, you're in an area that's, Primarily Cambodian, and then you go into another, you know, you, t- you e- even each neighborhood is different within these small cities. Lawrence has a different, there's nothing like Lawrence. Lowell and Lawrence have similarities, but they're very diff- different, wouldn't you say, Anibal?
1: I think so, yes. It has its differences, yeah, it does. I remember when I was here raised, like I said, like you were saying, yeah, the, especially in the 70s. 70s so and eighties, beginning of eighties, was a lot of gangs here. Especially, I was I was part of one. I was part of one of the gang when I was really young, and I lasted there for forty years. And it was one of the strongest gang in that little town of Lawrence. And that's where I, that's why I got I found Jesus when I was fifteen years old. God has to God God found me, and I found Him. So it's a long story about, you know, a background about that, how God had changed my life since that time. So I've been, I've been with Jesus, working with Jesus 41 years since that time, because I really, 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 really found Jesus. And he really, really found me. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of up and downs. Like every Christian goes up and downs because we are human and we are fragile and we have emotions and we got you know we go up and down but God has been there faithful in our lives and and I cannot stop praising him I just cannot every year it goes more and more intimate with God because he has done so much so there's a lot of things to talk about and we don't have the time for it but God has done so much miracles in my life and my wife and my in my surroundings that if I write a book I would never finish because God has done so much and right now I'm I wish I could come. I am jumping in my house, and I, I do, you know, a lot of praising in my house with my wife. We do praising in our house because right now, because of this virus that's going around, everybody's stuck in their houses. And what we do, we turn our houses into churches. And when you turn your houses into churches, man, that's what God wants. God wants to turn our houses into churches. This is the beginning of our churches, our home where we can praise Him. We can. You know, scream and say, God, you are here. You haven't forgot us. Doesn't matter what the world's going through. You're still in our lives and we can feel you all more and more every day. So it's, it's, I can't stop praising him. His God is so, so good. It's so wonderful that my life is fulfilling of his love. I don't know what I do without him. I would never, I don't want to even think about it. (laughs) I just know that God is alive and, and Jesus Christ is alive, and the Holy Spirit is alive, and our Virgin Mary is alive, and they are all interceding for us so we can become saints. That's the word. We're all struggling, and we are going to go struggling, but the only goal is to God says in our word. And Jesus said, if you want to be saints, just go forward. Just keep my eyes on, on me. And you will never, never fall because I'll have you in my arms, and I will have you, and I'll be creating you every day. You'll be something special every day, and we're going to turn into that. We're going, to, we have to turn into saints because that's our goal for Jesus. That's what Jesus wants for us to become saints. Amen to that.
0: Amen. That's right. That's right. And you're making some interesting points there about about the 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 house and. Um, church in our houses I must say uh, uh, Anibal that that um, although I've been to church less and confession less and received the Eucharist less because you know brother I, I can't wear that mask man you know I got um I have a medical condition that I don't even think about much because I it doesn't affect me that much but if I put the mask on it does right I had I've had asthma oh. and I can't sit through a mass with a with a with a mask on for one hour no way. I can't do it, man. I, I mean, I can't handle it. So you go to the mass, right? You you you're able to go to mass, or have you been yeah, going we, to mass?
1: Yeah, yeah we've been going on mass because we do minister with we, a choir of one of the masses. So my wife and I have a, um, a choir. Yeah, yeah, me, me and my wife sings in one of the masses. Yes, it's you nice got, masses.
0: You're doing a mass in, in Lawrence. Are you? Is that where you're doing mass now?
1: Yeah, in Lawrence, yes. Yeah. St. Mary's, we do a Mass at 8 o'clock in the morning. Every Sunday morning we're
0: there. Wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Um, so I asked permission from the priest if I could just come after Mass and, and receive the Eucharist, and he, he said that was fine, you know. Thank God yeah. for that. But I wanted to make a point, though. You made a point about church in our house. Although I haven't been able to make... The church like normal, and of course the churches were closed. I couldn't even get into a church. I went to some of the Protestant churches. Our our Protestant brothers. There was a Baptist church that I went to. They had an outdoor service, and I felt Jesus touch my heart so strong. I was hearing the word of God, and I was so grateful for my Protestant brother. And they were very those bat, those Baptist people were so hospitable to me, and I I, I am so grateful for that. And I thank God for that. I praised with them, and, and I, I was very touched. And then I also there was an uh, during Easter time this year there was a a non denominational group that I uh, am friends with, and they invited me, and they did it in their they were doing it in their house too. Uh, I was there for uh, Palm Sunday. I was there for Easter, and uh, and I'm grateful for that. You know, it was wonderful. But I my but the point is is uh, things have changed. And we've made adjustments, but here's the point I want to make. I, I feel closer to God now than I did before the the, the virus, and uh, um, I and I thank God for it. You know, because you know they can close the doors of the church. The government in some places have, has closed the doors of the church. They li- they've let the liquor stores stay open. You can get your cigarettes, but you can't go get the Eucharist in some cases. You know. And it's a yeah. in some states it's unbelievable. And I don't want to get into that, but these are facts and it's not right. Just calling it calling it an ace and ace. That is not right. But but I, I've been saying this, the Holy Spirit cannot be chained. You cannot chain the whole you cannot put you cannot chain the Holy Spirit. And uh God is gonna to touch his people no matter what happens if we are are open to him and calling out for him he's gonna he's gonna touch us and he's gonna minister to us and that's been my experience i feel the lord i am grateful to the lord i I can be anywhere and ask jesus to help me and he helps me amen right
1: it's like it's like you said jeffrey you know um time of jesus there was no churches where they used to where they used to do the praising on the case right and their houses, you know, because, like I said, you know, the first church is in your house. If you don't have a first church in your house, how could you bring your church to a building if you're not living your sanctuary in your house? Because it starts from your house. You know, if you don't have praising in your house and you don't pray in your house, you're in trouble. Amen. Because if you're willing to go to a building to pray, uh, it's gonna, it works a little bit, but it's not going to work a lot. Because God wants to start from your house. God wants to start to build the, house, the church in your house. And since we, since that epidemic that we're having, I have learned so much to find Jesus more closer than ever. Because I'm doing it in my house. And I'm praying more than before. And I'm, this is turning into a temple of the Holy Spirit, you know? It's like when I wake up, it's praising the Lord. When I'm in lunch, I praise I, I the Lord almost Twenty-four hours a day. Before I didn't even do two or three hours. Now I cannot stop praising the Lord. When I go for my walk, I praising the Lord, doing the rosary and the in the roads. I mean everywhere I go, I praising the Lord. And I feel so grateful and wonderful because the Holy Spirit is carrying me into that. It's to praise the Lord more and more and more every day. Because that's how life it should be. Our life of Jesus should be praising the Lord every second of it, you know, every second of it. It's like we cannot stop. We have to do it. If we wanna learn how to praise the Lord, we have to start from here. Because when we go to heaven, we're gonna be praising the Lord twenty-four-seven. There's no days up there, but we're gonna to learn to praise him down here. But if we don't do it, we're gonna have trouble. So I think we should take advantage and turn our houses into churches and praise the Lord all the time you all the free time you have praise the Lord, you know, I get some time to praise the Lord, read the Bible do the grocery, do whatever the God, the Holy Spirit carries you on to praise the Lord in your house and you see, you're going to see the difference oh, you're going to see the difference because when you go to, the building to a church oh my God, you're going to be so fulfilled when you when you get when you receive the you know, the, the bread and blood of Christ, oh my God your life turns into, oof like this never stops so i think i i i i talk to those people that are listening look brothers and sisters it's not time to waste it's not time to be you know sad it's not time to be you know depressed it's time to open your hearts and make your house your homes as a church praise the lord there that jesus is in our houses the lord says when it's one or two in my name i'll be there and believe me, and he's in my house. Me and my wife, we are enjoying these moments, and our heart praising the Lord. With our heart, to our mind, with our soul, with our singing, with our playing, we do music in our house. We 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 rejoice ourselves in our house, like we are in the church. We are full of angels in our house. We should be pray, we should be grateful and blessed because this moment is reality. Brothers and sisters, it's not gonna get better out there not we have to search for the answer and the answer is jesus christ bring jesus bring yeah. the holy spirit bring amen. the holy father and bring the holy mother to your house and you you're going to see you have a different lifestyle if you do that amen
0: amen to that that's right that's right yep yep that's right and uh that's been my experience too on you know um and and eba you know me man we know each other very well right we know uh i tell you things that i don't tell most people and we're close very close you and i and uh sometimes we don't speak for a few months but that doesn't change how close we are as soon as we talk speak again it's like we we've been talking every day and uh yeah and and i know that and you know me, brother, you know, my story, you know who I am, you know, you've heard my stories. And, uh, and, uh, so, but the people that are listening to our conversation, they don't know, uh, they're getting to know me cause they, some of them have listened to 149 broadcasts so that you get to know a person you li- if you listen to them on a podcast or on a radio program. But, uh, uh, you really know me and you know that, uh, that I've said to you before and, you know, understand, you know, uh, the calling I've had on my life and where I've been, you know, been and where I'm going and what I'm, uh, uh, believe the Lord's asking me to do stuff like that. But, uh, people say to me, Jeffrey, uh, you've, you've heard me say this before and evil Jeffrey, where do you live? Where do you live? And I, and I tell him, I say, I live here, man. I live here. And I point, I grab my arm and I say, I live here. And I, I live here, but I'm going to be going someday. I'm only going to be living here for a while. And what I'm saying is I live in this body, you know, and wherever this body goes, I'm home. I'm home everywhere I Mm -hmm. go. Everywhere I go. I don't care where the Lord or where I end up going. I mean, I care. I want to be wherever God wants me. I, I pray. I get on my, as you know, I believe you know, every day, first thing I wake up and... Always try to remember, anybody. I get on my knees and my face. I put my face on the ground. Yes. I say, "Thank you, Lord. Thank Amen. you for this new day. Thank you for this new day. Please bless this day. Please send more of Your Holy Spirit and please guide my footsteps so I might do and be where You want me to be today." And um, and I do that every day. I try. Uh, I always. I may miss a day or. Uh, when I say every day, I might miss a day once in a great while, but I always try to remember to do that. Amen. And uh, and you know what, brother? I live in my body. That's where I live. I live inside the skin, mm-hmm. and this is a temporary place that I'm going to be here. You know, this is only for yeah, a season. I don't know if it's another seventy years or another seven days or seven minutes. We nobody knows, right? We don't know.
1: That's how it is. We don't, we don't know.
0: know, but we, according to the Bible, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. Our body Amen is,
0: is a church. My my father used Amen. to tell me that. He said, he said he said he's like Jeffrey. You you are a church. You know you you are a church. You know. I mean, he used to tell me that, and uh, it's true. Yeah. I, I was Amen. I was young. I didn't now. Um, so uh, so I want to say that. Um, I have I have lived a life where when I turned to the Lord you know before when I when I turned to the Lord in complete desperation I I, I was having trouble living inside of the skin that I that I have here the same skin I have you know my body I didn't want to really live anymore I was I was miserable I was in pain I was confused I couldn't sleep uh, I was tormented um, I had physical problems pain I was only tw- how old was I then 23 I was 23 hard to believe I was 23 years old I was uh uh um and and yet I was a uh, I'd go to the the medical doctors they're like your your body is in great shape I was a very good athlete thank god god blessed me with that I, I but I didn't feel good and uh yeah. I couldn't sleep and uh, I had terrible anxiety terrible I was nervous all the time uh, my heart would start racing like crazy. I I I was out of control, man. Out of control. Um and when I say out of control, I mean I had no control. I couldn't con- I mean I couldn't control my heartbeat, you know. And I cried out to the Lord and I heard his I heard his voice. He reached out, changed my whole life. And it was a battle. It was a battle. And through the rosary, that's part that's a big part of my testimony. The mother prayed with me. We don't worship the mother. I I I guess I'm and Ibo, I'm so sad. I have so many nice, I admire my Protestant brothers and sisters. Many of them are just like, honestly, if without them, I don't know what I'd do without them. They're a blessing in my life. Some of my friends and even some people I listen to, I admire them so much. They love Jesus. They love the Lord. I, I, I don't like being misunderstood, though. It, it pains me that the mother is misunderstood, that they... I, it pains me when I hear people who I know love God, who love Jesus, to say that that Catholics worship Mary. I'm like, we don't worship Mary, man. Mary is yes. Jesus' mother. Mary Amen. is in heaven with Jesus and she loves us and she's praying for us. Amen. And my testimony is she prayed with me when I pray my rosary. She still does. And she 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 helped what just like you and I pray together in Ebo. Amen. But she's the mother of Jesus and she's in heaven. Anibal's like, you know, he's walking out his sainthood. He's a he's a ho- holy man. He's a he's a he's a he's a brother of mine. I love Anibal. I love praying with Anibal. But there's nothing like praying with Jesus mother. Nothing. Amen. Nothing. Nothing. Amen. And we have that opportunity and and it's a, such a blessing that people are missing out on. And uh, and I prayed that rosary and I was healed. God healed me through the prayer of the rosary. And that's just Amen. the way it is. I have no, Amen. I have nothing to say but what happened. It would be wrong, Amen. it would be wrong, it would be a sin to tell you something different because that's what happened. Yeah, and I thank God for that. And that doesn't mean Mary's God, I don't worship Mary, none of that stuff. She prayed in heaven with me through the rosary Amen. and she still does to this day. And I thank God that, that, that she has helped me and has helped so many people. I know, I know she helps you so much too, Anibal.
1: A lot, a lot. Without the rosary, you know, and that's one of the powerful prayers that we have as a Catholic and as a believer. As a it's human, Because
0: anybody can yeah, do it. You don't have to be Catholic, right? There are people out here that no, listen you don't have to,
1: you have to you. You just have to have faith, everything's about faith, amen. and belief. amen. Okay, you know, that's you right. You know, well, it's like you say, I got brought a lot of brothers and sisters, and I respect and I respect uh, where they believe. Uh, and one of these days, we're going to all get together in heaven, amen. God doesn't see, God doesn't see institutions, God sees faith. Amen. And believe in Him. That's right. And do what we need to do to save our lives, you know? And believe the Word of Jesus where He says, you know, do this. If you do this and do that and do that, you know, you're going to go to heaven. And if we do that and we humble ourselves and we seek for Jesus and let Jesus run our lives, you know, that's, that's, that's what it takes to go to heaven. But different institutions, different faiths, we believe in what we believe. And I respect them, and I respect my brothers and sisters, and I love them to our hearts. Never criticize them, and I will never criticize them, because no. we are all, all going to the same faith looking for Jesus, Emma. for our salvation. That's doesn't right. matter who you are, doesn't matter what you do, just focus on what you're doing and continue what you're doing. If, you know, God is going to be there all the time because that's what He wants us to do, to seek for Him, to look for Him, to pray for Him, and He'll be there, and He's there. So I got I got brothers that are Protestants, I got cousins that are Protestants, and we, I'm telling you, and I praise to God, I'd rather see everybody to go to any I institution, I you know, I said to my brothers and sisters, just look for God. It doesn't matter where you go. Just look for God. God is the one that's going to, you know, refresh our souls. They're the one who's going to touch our heart. We're not going to feel empty anymore. If we seek for Him, Jesus is going to be right there. We're going to have the same Jesus. We're going to have the same Father. And that's we're right. going to have the same level. No matter what happens, we're going to go to heaven. We're going to see them. And we're going to be really praising the Lord all the time. So, brothers and sisters, Take faith, mm-hmm. more inner to your hearts, and just believe. And you're going to see, like I said, turn your temple. Like Jeffrey said, our body is temple of the Holy Spirit. If our body is temple of the Holy Spirit, why don't you bring that temple to your house and make a church in your house? If you cannot go into institution because of this epidemic, don't let Satan, the day will take away what God has given you. It's the Holy Spirit, carry him home in your home. Praise him, praise him. Mm. Don't let him go. Don't Amen. give up. That's right. He's with you, the Holy Spirit, with you. Jesus is always going to be there. He's going to be carrying us in His arms, telling us, "Don't worry, everything is good." Yes, keep your faith. Don't give up. Yes, keep your faith.
0: Amen. Well said. Well said. Anibal, I'm going to just uh, reannounce the the broadcast for those who are listening in. Okay. And then I'd like Amen. to speak about the about what hap- that amazing story you told me about your mom. Um, Amen. Okay, so uh, folks, you're listening in to Praise You Lord, we're the underground independent Catholic Christian radio broadcast brought to you by the grace of God and your prayer once a week, uh, and uh, we always try to do it once a week. That's our that's our what we try to do, and we're doing the best we can by the grace of God and by your prayer would like to thank, again, all the radio stations, the 20 radio stations that are listening in, 98.3 FM, the Catholic Voice of the Palm Beaches. Please go to their website, wpbvradio.com. They asked me to to, to put this in the broadcast. They need your help. wpbvradio.com. Pray about giving a donation. How about $15 or whatever the Lord puts in your heart? Something. And 100.1 FM. Prince of Peace, Catholic Radio, and the Catholic Radio Network, which is out in the three states of Colorado, Kansas, and Missouri, and covers most of those states. I think other places are broadcasting us, and I thank you. If you want to rebroadcast this, it would be a blessing. We do this for free, and we just hope it blesses people. So if you want to use this and put it on your cable network or whatever, uh, we don't have visual right now, but you're welcome to use the audio. It would be a blessing if you would just. Tell us that it's happening. I, I'm hearing secondhand that we're being played in Texas, which is a tickles me. I'm happy about it. But I would really be grateful if you just reach out to us. And if you're having trouble reaching out to, to us, our, our website is, I've heard, has some issues. But you can reach out to me at my business, Zagaria is my last name, Z-A-G-A-R-I-A, vocal, V-O-C-A-L, academy.com, com. You can email us there, email me there, and uh, be, feel free to play this wherever you you know wherever you feel God wants it. Um, I'd be grateful, and I'm happy to you know this it's, it's copywritten to us, but just you know as long as you don't abuse it, you just you can use it, and uh, I give you permission. So we're, we're on the phone with Anibal Gonzalez, my my great friend. We Could talk all day. I want to have you in more often with the grace of God, and uh, we'll, we'll pray about it. But man, I'm telling you, I, I'm th- sitting here thinking, Man, we could there's a lot of radio we could do together because we have a lot of stories. But I was uh, I was recently on your couch sitting next to you, uh, went to visit your home. This was a few weeks back, and we spoke about my near death experience, which eventually I'm going to tell. But um, it got, we got into a conversation of what happened with your mom when she passed away. And uh, we've got about um, maybe 10 minutes or a little, a little more than 10 minutes. So why don't we take that time to where you can tell that story, on Evo?
1: Yes, it's a story that is marking my heart. And that's a story that is keeping me on to search for more of Jesus, like I was saying. Because it was an experience that I, wow, I never thought it would happen, but it happened. You know, it was, I had, my mother got really, really sick, so she ended up Anibal. in a nursing home. Anibal, yep. excuse
0: me, can I back you up? Because I think there's a backstory to this that I know that's very important. Okay. As Anibal said before, folks, Anibal was a gang, well, he didn't mention this. He, Anibal was a gang leader in one of the uh, powerful Latin gangs of of, of his city. And um, he was 15, and his mother, I know, and as Anibal always says, my mother was a saint. And it's true. This woman was a saint. And um, and she prayed all the time, she prayed a rosary, and she was praying for Anibal, right, Anibal?
1: Yes, I think my mother was a prayer warrior. My mother, like I was telling to my brother Jeff, she she never knew how to write, she never knew how to read. The only thing that she always had in her hand, it was the rosary. That's the only thing that she knew she learned when she was a kid and she brought it up and that was her face. She would never miss a Mass every Sunday. When we came to the United States, well, she got more spiritual more, into more spiritual because over here we got to, to learn more that there's more than a rosary. That we had the mass, then we had the retreats, and we had a lot of spiritual things going on in our church, and my mother got involved, but, like I said, but she never learned how to read, and she never learned how to write so her her prayers was oh my God, so simple that it touched our hearts and really really to her prayers, we all got into church, we all ate of us brought us into church because of her prayers
0: you you mean but your your brothers and sisters right your family my
1: brothers and sisters, yes, yeah, and some of already half of them are dead, they're all up there with my mother and my father, but saying quickly, yeah, I was involved in the gang, and I took my mother to do her prayers, and it took my sister to do prayers, and because of her prayers, that's when I really, really really got touched by Jesus. And I was like I said, I was 15 years old, and like you said, I was involved in the gang. I'm telling you, when I was really young, and I was getting, really, I even, I even got an offer, applic- an application from the mafia, from Boston, because they, they, they knew that I, I was so smart doing things what I was supposed, not supposed to be doing. But in that area, I was doing a lot of things that I knew how to do it, and I, I was doing a good job. That's where I was part of the big gang, but it was getting to a point that one day they put a gun in my head. They wanted to kill me because I was doing something I was supposed to. And I, and I closed my eyes and I just saw my mother praying for me. And I say to the Lord, Lord, if I can go through this, nothing happened to me. I'll turn my life to you. And something happened and they got the, the guy got distracted and, and distracted and I could run away and I ran away and I went to a porch and I looked at the sky, I was crying and desperately because it was the, it was gonna be the end of myself. And I looked at the sky and I said, Lord, I know my mother's praying for me so much, so hard for me, for me to convert because she knows the way I was living my life. If you give me a chance to live one more time, I will turn my life to you. And surprisingly, that happened. in a year, about six months after that, I went to a retreat. And uh, one of those charismatic renewal when the charismatic started on fire in those 1979. I remember September 1979. I went to a church for three days, and that's where God really touched me. And when my mother, my mother, found out that I really was touched, oh my God, she was. She was more faithful to God and more more into prayers and thanking God because of my compassion to God. But saying a little and finish about the story is that my mother was a prayer and a saint in my house. And because of her, I'm still here praising the Lord. I'm still think, talking about my mother because that's the only person I can talk about because of her, because I'm here. Because God used her so powerful, and her prayers were heard through Mary. And that I'm, myself, I'm into this work. I'm into this job, working hard, praising the Lord, preaching to God, preaching about God. Everywhere I go, there's nothing that can stop me saying what Jesus has done in my life through my mother. And I think about my mother. And like I was saying, she got sick. She got really sick, Jeffrey. She got really sick and my sister had my two sisters that I had, that they they, they would die they died before my mother passed away. And I had three more brothers left, but they were live they live in Florida. I was the only one in Massachusetts. And I carried my mother home. I I brought her from Florida because she was really sick and I wanted to be near her. So she came with my sister that she was really sick, but my sister passed away. Two years before my mother died. And then I had to take care of her. And what experience. My God, God gave me this chance to take care of my mother. Oh, did I receive a lot of love from my mother? Oh, did I receive a lot of blessing from my mother those past two years that she was really sick? And I was taking care of her. I used, I was, uh, my job used to be taking care of mentally ill people. I did that for 25 years. I was taking care, that was my job. I was uh, an instructor to instruct individuals to learn uh, personal um, lifestyle. And I was one of those persons that you took care of them for 25 years. But when it came to my mother, I said, mom, I know how to take care of you. I know how to take care of you. Let me take care of you. And she let me for few years. But when she really got sick that she couldn't move, and one night at five o'clock in the morning, I got to receive a receipt call that she needed to be, she did it all herself and she needed to be clean. And I said, my brother-in-law called me that she needed to be clean, I went home. And when she saw me at four o'clock in the morning that I was gonna change her, it was sad because I never wanted to take her to a nursing home, I wanted to take care of her. But she said, son, I'm not gonna let this to you. You work so hard, you're working hard. And I cannot let you to clean mine, to clean me. I said, Mom, I've done this for 24, five years, cleaning people. And you're my mother. You're my treasure. And she said, I'm going to let you do it, but this is going to be the last time. You're going to turn me into a nursing home where they're going to take me. I said, no, I don't want you to go to a nursing home. I want to take care of you. She said, no, I cannot let that happen to you. You have done a lot for me, and you still are, but not this she was kind of embarrassed. I said, How ah, could you be embarrassed? You're my mother. You're everything I have. And I want to do that to you. She said, Okay. And I cleaned her. And we cried together because she said, Because she told me, No, you want to call my counselor and you tell her that I going to nurse her. I said, Lord, I hope and the nursing home that she goes doesn't go too far away from me. And Jeffrey, it was a blessing because. The nursing home that she was on, it was next door to my house. And I was praising the Lord because she put it next to my house. It was, I just had to open my gate and, uh, and go to the other gate and go see her. I used to see her almost every single day. I used to feed her every day. And I was, pra- I was praising the Lord because she didn't took her away far away. But in the last moment, she couldn't eat that much. And one night and one weekend I had to go to Hartford to do a retreat because I had a few talks. And it was Saturday morning, I remember about eight o'clock in the morning, they called me from the nursing home that my mother had died. And I said to the nurse, What? Yeah, she hasn't responded. She haven't woken up. We were trying to give the meds, but she haven't woke up. And I think we are pronouncing her dead because we don't feel nine. And she said, and I said, What? No, don't say that to me. I'm right now, I'm in the middle of retreat. And I said, and I started praying. I said, God, should I leave? Should I stay? I don't know what to do. And the Holy Spirit said, no, you got to finish your work. You got to finish this retreat. And I said to the nurse, look, when I go there tonight, I'll be there about 10 o'clock tonight. I will see her to say that, you know, to embrace her and say goodbye. Can you hold her there? Said, we can hold her there for you. And, and thank God the retreat, God gave me strength, the Holy Spirit gave me strength. And I did the talks and I did what I was supposed to do. And when I got there to the nursing home, oh, my God, she was there with her eyes open and smiling because she was so happy to see me go into her room. And I said to the nurse, my mother's not dead. Look at her laughing. He said, What? And he came into the room. He doesn't believe what he said. I said, No, it cannot happen. He said, Yes, look at her. She's still laughing at me because she was happy to see me. And I said, Can I have a loan time with my mother? she said, Yes, yes, yes. And I said, Mom, please told me you were dead. I said, Son, I was dead. I was dead. And I just came to ask you for permission. Because where the place where I was, I felt so peaceful. It was so beautiful. I didn't want to come back. But the Holy Spirit told me that I had to come back to say goodbye to you, to say how much I love you, to make sure that you were going to be okay. And she asked me, son, can I close my eyes and go back? I said, mom, why you didn't stay? You, I know you were in a better place. He said, yes, but I had not come to make sure that you were going to be okay. I said, Mom, I am going to be okay. You know that I'm worshiping God. You know that I, I do everything that I'm supposed to be, whatever you have taught me. I have power in my heart. Just go in peace. I love you, Mom. I love you. And I, give, I give her a kiss. And I said, God, Thank you for bringing her back to tell me there is another world, there is another better place out there that will convince me to continue to worship for you more and more every day. And I sat down next to her. She finally closed her eyes, and I stood there for three hours. And she slept like an angel. So when I went home at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, they called me that she has gone away. And I say amen to that. Because the most experienced moment is that I was there in her last minute, in her last breath, and to, let me know, and to let me know that there is heaven, that there is a beautiful place that has God, God has telling us, that Jesus has been telling us this, I'm going to go where my father is, and I'm going to prepare some mansions, so wherever I be, you're going to be with me, and I believe that, Jeffrey, Amen. because my mother told me that there's a better place up there, and that one day, that we're going to be together.
0: Amen. Amen that's Anibal.
1: My, that's my experience.
0: Anibal, that is beautiful, and um, I believe that, too, and I, and I had a near-death experience, and I went to a very peaceful place, as well, and I'm, I'm going to tell that story soon. Brother, we're we're coming up on the on the on the bumper music. That testimony was so powerful. I'm, I'm, I'm silently crying here. I got tears all over my face. Anibal Gonzalez, thank you, brother. I love you so much. That was a really powerful testimony. I love you too,
1: Jeffrey. I love you too because you're a man of God. Just continue what you're doing and what God has been telling you to do. And you know, I
0: was praying for you. Thank you, brother. The, thank you. God bless. God bless you too. And God bless you and your families. Until next time, God bless you and your families, and most of all, praise you, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to pray.